Good morning. God bless you. Another podcast day. Hey, I truly love these mornings with you. Uh, if I had more time and could, I don't want to say I had more time. We all have plenty of time throughout the day. If I could move things around and become more disciplined uh, to this, I'd love to have more Bible study time with you. But thank God for you. I truly love you. We got a lot, of talk, lot to talk about today and in these next few weeks together. Um, let's just get started in prayer. See what God has to say to us. Amen. Lord, thank you. Help us. We need help. We need heaven's help. We need information. We need insight. We need perception, heavenly perception like never before. Lord, uh, may we wake up, the body of Christ. May we wake up. May we rise up. Uh, may we become sober to the day. Uh, may we be vi vigilant in Jesus' mighty name. May we understand uh, what Satan's trying to do. May we see, may we uh, perceive on, on a spiritual level his ploys his attacks, his assignments against us in Jesus' mighty name. We exalt you now, Jesus, over our life. We exalt you over America. We exalt you in society. You are our Lord and our Savior. In you we have freedom, we have life. In you we have a future. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Well, get your Bibles out, get your pens out, get ready to study. I want to talk to you about last week I talked a little bit about Israel about Palestine, about the battle of Isaac and Ishmael. Uh, this truly is a, a spiritual, it's a biblical battle of biblical proportions. Uh, it's truly a, a battle of deception. Uh, uh, one group has deceived, uh, just like Satan, deceived the whole world. Uh, in Revelation, the Bible says, uh, he's deceived a lot of the world. Uh, even people who are neutral concerning uh, race, concerning uh, you know who they are, where they're from, even those kind of people now, uh, they, they uh, are siding in deception. So I want to talk to you today. I've been, I started a series in church, and I want to talk to you today about demon spirits, spirits of influence, how spirits influence you, how do they communicate to you? Like, how can I be moved and led? by a spirit I can't see uh, naturally? Or, or, or can a spirit talk to me? Can a demon spirit uh, talk to me? Can a heavenly angel talk to me, convey information to me? And the answer is yes, but I want to give you the scripture today. So let's get our Bibles out. Let's first go into John 14 and 26. Then I have my phone uh, not being rude at all, but I have my phone in front of me because I have notes uh, on it. And I'm trying to, uh, you know, use my Bible and phone notes um, the same way, so or, or to make it uh, quicker and easier. So in John 14 and 26, uh, the Bible is very clear about the Holy Spirit says, but the Comforter, which is just a, a, uh, a description of the Holy Spirit, uh, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name. He shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Now, the Greek word there is parakletos, which is to mean an advocate, a legal counsel, uh, one that communicates uh, uh, information to you. So we see the Holy Spirit now is not a, he is a person, but he's a person without an earth suit. You got to understand these things in order to understand how uh, demon entities or demon spirits, how can they influence you? Well, you first have to understand the spirit realm. So the Holy Spirit is a person, uh, a being 
The only thing he's missing is a flesh suit because he's not earthly. He's heavenly. Uh, he's not limited. With a flesh suit, we're limited to one place, uh, you know, one idea, one person, uh, one city. In the spirit realm, he's unlimited. Uh, the Holy Spirit's unlimited. The Bible even talks about God is omnipresent, omniscient, uh, means he can be at one place at one time, at every place at every time. Uh, he knows everything about everybody all the time. Uh, it's hard to fathom that 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 kind of a ability. Uh, however, back to the Holy Spirit. Uh, so the Holy Spirit has been given to us by God to convey information, to remind us of information, to lead us, to guide us, to talk to us, uh, to talk uh, us through things. So once again, influence and communication. Everybody say that this morning, influence and communication. The Holy Spirit is a spirit of influence, and he is trying to communicate uh, uh, with us. So uh, uh, I want to give you another scripture here. Turn with me to Ephesians 2. Ephesians 2, and we'll look at this. Um, Ephesians 2, 1 through 3. So if he's communicating with us, if he's talking to us, so then we can say other spirits too can communicate and talk to us. So Ephesians 2, 1 through 3 says, And you uh, he made alive who were dead in trespass and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince and the power of the air. Uh, once again, a spirit, not the Holy Spirit, but a spirit. According to the prince and the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. I don't want to say this and and be theologically incorrect, but Dylan, listen to this and and, and help me here. We can say that Satan, just for an example, he he's not even in the realm of the Holy Spirit, but a, a a kind of Holy Spirit, meaning he's not holy, but he is a spirit. But if the Holy Spirit can convey information to us, and Satan is a spirit then he too, just like the Holy Spirit can convey information, he too can convey information and influence a human being. Uh, so you got to understand, a lot of people don't understand. A lot of people think, I'm a Christian, I get saved, I'm off limits to Satan, uh, Satan can't talk to me, I can't be influenced by him, I become a new creation in Christ, uh, I lost my earthly ears, I lost my demon ears, I can no longer hear the things of the earth, the things of the spirit realm. That's not true. That's an untrue statement. Yes, you have become a new creation in Christ. You're a heavenly creation, but you're still limited to a flesh suit, uh, to a, the, the earth world, the earth system. Satan still is is the, the, the small g God of this system. Uh, he is the ruler, principality, power of the air in this system. So he has inf uh, you know influence and or ability to speak and influence you. Ephesians 6 and 16 talks about the fiery darts of Satan. I'm going fast because the clock goes fast on podcast morning. Fiery darts of Satan are, 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 are really how he deals with, how he compels, how he influences, how he talks to uh, a believer or any human being on the planet. But the, a fiery dart would be an idea uh, remember, God speaks to us in ideas. Like a lot of times, I've talked this to you now, a lot of times people think, uh, I get an idea, God came in the room and, and, and spoke to me. 
uh, God, you know, almost like a prophetic or almost like thus says the Lord. No, uh, God talks to human beings. The word logos, the word word is God expressing an idea. Uh, in John 1, 1, John 1, 14, uh, God uh, speaks to us in ideas. God expresses ideas to us to give us information. God expresses ideas to us constantly uh, to get us into, you know, to, to, to dream this out. Not dream like go to sleep dream, but dream, think this out. Imagination to get in, in, in us into our imagination realm. So if, if God has access to that realm by the Spirit, so does Satan have access uh, to that realm in us by the Spirit. It's our choice which access or, or what level of influence we, ch- we choose and or allow. Uh, so here he says fiery dart. So uh, Satan, how does Satan shoot a fiery dart and how does it hit its mark? Like, like how can he possibly have access to a heavenly being? Now, I'm not talking about backslidden, barely saved. Yes, he has access to them. Uh, but he even has access uh, by way of fiery darts to those who are, who are spiritually mature, you know, those who are severe. Uh, everybody can be attacked by Satan, not like easy. He's, we're not easy prey to him, but he's extremely deceptive. He's the father of deception. He's the father of lies. He's the king seducer. And put this in your notes. Understand, and and I don't want it to to say this to be like, kind of like I have a level of knowledge or information above you and beyond you, but biblically speaking, the world was already created and destroyed by the time we read Genesis 1. Genesis 1 was a recreation of the earth. So Satan was cast down before Genesis 1. Uh, when Satan uh, said, I'll elevate myself in Ezekiel uh, higher than the most high God. I'll set up my, uh, my chair, my authority, my seat above God. Uh, I'll be, you know, I'm pretty. I'll be this. I'll do this. Uh, the Bible says that he deceived one third of all the angels of heaven. And then Jesus cast them out uh, as though a bolt of lightning falling from heaven to the earth. Uh, when he came to the, the earth in Revelation, the Bible said that, that he uh, deceived the whole earth. God destroyed the earth, and then in Genesis 1, uh, God now is recreating uh, the earth. So my point is, uh, Satan, we don't know how many years, the Bible doesn't tell us how many years science uh, has proven and and thinks it's hundreds of thousands, even millions of years old. We just don't know. Geologists, uh, so on and so forth. Uh, However, we can say this, it is thousands of years old. Uh, Satan has been dealing with, uh, with the human race for thousands of years. Satan knows the human race. Satan knows how the human race thinks, how they react. Uh, he knows our, 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 you know, what our opinions, uh, how we convey things. He knows the human race uh, better than we do. If, if you're 30, 40, 50, 20 years old, 100 years old, you have 100 years uh, of the human race, of understanding the operations of the human race. Satan has thousands of years uh, of, of working with human beings. So he understands the human being. He understands the mind of the human being. Uh, he understands how we perceive things, uh, how we react to things. He understands the emotions. Uh, now, he's not God, and he is not a form of God. He's a creation of God. He's an angel of God, uh, reduced to a messenger, but he was a high-ranking messenger. 
Uh, so he had intel and information beyond regular angels. He would be like in the class of Michael. He's not anymore. His authority, the God-given authority has been taken from him. His God-given ability has been taken from him, but he still operates in his creative rights or boundaries, angel, that God has created him to be. He's just fallen now. So uh, back to how does he convey information to us? How does he know how to deal? How does he know how to get us? How does he know uh, what we like? How does he know when to strike? And he deals with these fiery darts, the Bible says. And the fiery darts can be reduced to, not reduced like a fiery dart's not bad, but that's how, uh, you know, Paul said they're almost like a fiery dart that, that, he, that he shoots at us and some stick, some are blocked. Now, we know all are blocked when we're armed. Uh, according to Ephesians 6, we have armor, we have weapons, of our, you know, uh, heavenly weapons, spiritual weapons. Uh, but back to how does, what are these fiery darts? Ideas, suggestions, reminders, imaginations. It, it, it's evil, it's communicating evil uh, to us. Now, he's not communicating evil uh, uh, things to appeal to our spirit. He's using uh, the spirit realm to appear, appeal to our soul because your, your soul is the realm of past things. Your soul is the realm of appetite, of earthly appetites. Uh, your, your soul would be the realm of things you tasted that you shouldn't have, that you developed an appetite for, and that still linger to the day you leave this earth. I'm, I'm going to say something extremely biblical, biblical but insightful and almost on the realm of a prophet's insight. In the beginning, God said, I put a tree in the Garden of Eden, uh, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. So, so the tree possessed two abilities, the ability to show us something good, uh, but also uh, somehow with that good, because it wasn't for us, there was an evil attached to it or accompanying it. Now, uh, we can take and we've taught, and it's, and it's biblically correct, that that uh, tree was a tithe or the tithe that belonged to God. It was in the beginning. It wasn't for us. So there's good to a tithe, but if you take it, then you see evil to a tithe because it doesn't belong to you. But let's think about knowledge of good and evil. Let's think about, uh, let's say, sex. Uh, sex is, is good. It's great. If you follow the biblical guidelines in which you are allowed to operate within it. I hope I said that correctly. Uh, however, if you taste sex, and I, and I don't mean pervertedly, I'm saying if you uh, operate, uh, get in that operation outside of marriage, you now have knowledge of something good. You've tasted something good, but it's not for you at that time. So at that time, it's evil. Does that make sense to you? So let, let's say other things in life. Uh, let's say things that, that are uh, permissible to a husband and a wife only, but you taste them before marriage. Uh, now they become a curse to you because it's knowledge of something. It's a taste of something that you shouldn't have tasted. doesn't mean it's bad. It's a good taste, but it's just out of time. Uh, let's say finances. A lot of people... They get a small taste of what wealth and riches 
can provide uh, when, when they, they get a level of increase. Well, then they start buying things uh, out of season, and, and now they spend all their money and go into debt because they tasted something uh, too soon. They tasted something uh, out of place. Uh, they, they partook of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Uh, so we can then look at the, the evils of Satan. There are things Satan's trying to get us involved with prematurely. There are ideas Satan's trying to convey uh, to our children prematurely. Our, our children have not developed a mindset or, or, or a, a soul, uh, you know, a level of maturity to where they can process and say no to. So they, they can taste something that may be good for them. Uh, they can taste something that may be bad, but it still tastes good. And now they have to deal with it for the rest of their life. Uh, let's say this. Uh, alcohol. Is it good? Not not to a spirit man, it's not. Not to a, a Holy Ghost God man with a Bible in his hand, it's not. Uh, however, if you taste alcohol prematurely before uh, gaining a knowledge of good, you, you'll create an appetite. I, I hope I got that point across. So back to Satan, uh, he can deal with us with our appetite and he can offer things to us, some good at a time, uh, some good, but never come in time to a believer. But he still understands the appetites and understands the struggle once we taste something that we shouldn't. Like, like let's say this, per, per, perversion, pornography. We should never taste that fruit. We should never, as a human being, that, that not I'm not talking about a Christian, as a human being, uh, that's a, that falls under eros, that falls under a, an animalistic, uh, drive, uh, a heat, uh, an ungodly uh, drive in someone that, that's synthetic. It's not authentic. We should never eat that fruit. But that fruit produces a feeling uh, that that fruit, when it's, when it's received or, or, or you know, taken or, or eaten of, uh, produces a, a feeling, an emotion, uh, causes your body to operate and produce things that, that drive you to it. Now, if you'd obey God and you'd never uh, eaten that fruit, you would not have to contend with it. So uh, Satan, when he's firing these fiery darts, he knows what fruits that are in your past that you ate in error. He knows what fruits that, you, that you've eaten early. Uh, he knows uh, what you were stuck in. He knows what led you, what, what used to guide you. And these are the fiery darts that he, he's consistently uh, uh, shooting at you. Hey, look at that girl. Hey, you know, look at that guy. Hey, uh, look at, he winked at you. She winked, hey, uh, smell that dope. Uh, hey, smell the alcohol. Look at that, they're drinking. And these are fiery darts. And the minute you put your shield down and a dart hits you, you now have to contend with the message, the poison that's been placed within that dart and all these emotions once again, uh, all these thoughts and feelings once again, uh, take you back to a time and begin to seduce you or deceive you that this time was good. I'm conveying a lot of information. I know I'm going fast, but you got to hear this today. We're in we're in a season, a demonic season. October has already been always been a spiritual, spiritually uh, demon, demon, demonic, angel, fallen angel season. So I'm just preparing you. Let me take a breath. Go into Ephesians six. 
Glory to God. Now, you need to get in these services uh, in, in, on Wednesday and on Sunday uh, because we're dealing with this subject, uh, and I'll continue in the month of October, even probably into the first week of November. Uh, verse 12, Ephesians 6, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, against powers, uh, against principalities, against powers, against rulers, uh, in darkness, or rulers of the darkness of the world against spiritual wickedness in high places. Now, these four terms are not expressing or, or not revealing one uh, singular uh, term. It's not, he's not, the, the author here is not telling us um, uh, all of these demons are one demon. No, 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 not at all. Uh, rather, he's explaining to us the hierarchy uh, of each demon spirit. So the, these are a listing of four different spiritual entities or ranking of entities. Principalities would be chief rulers. Powers would be authorities under these chief rulers. Rulers of darkness would be spiritual rulers in this world. And then spiritual wickedness would be uh, uh, wicked spirits, certain spirits of Satan that come to and fro on this earth. Uh, so let's look at this now. Every demon spirit has a, a, a specific assignment. Uh, so like the, they're not general practitioners. They don't all come to do the same thing. Uh, if you would, Satan's headquarters in the void of space is extremely organized. Uh, Satan's headquarters, uh, they plan, uh, they, they get a, a plan together, uh, they, they, they pick a person, and then they execute the plan, and the person, whether he or she is prepared and or not, uh, decide whether or not the plan works. So let's say Satan has perverted demons, which he does. He has demon spirits, which would fall under uh, uh, powers and spiritual wickedness. He has these spirits uh, that he instructs to go to people uh, who are privy to perversion. Now, uh, every man and or woman under the curse, the fall of Adam and Eve, uh, have the woman problem. A man should always have a, not should, I don't want to say that, but will always contend and always have to keep at bay the, the woman problem. The woman will always have to you know keep at bay the man problem. And, and if a man desires a man, he's already possessed by a demon because once again, that goes to Eros, Greek word, which is animalistic, which, which let me just say is I don't think too many kids watch my podcast. When we say that word Eros uh, and, and we talk about uh, like animalistic, that means like a, a dog will hump anything. Uh, that's kind of the idea. So when you have a man... Uh, hot for a man, that, that's, that's fully demonic. You have a woman hot for a woman, that's fully and totally demonic, totally perverted, and there's a demon on the scene that, that is conveying or influencing a human being, has direct influence to a human being, causing them to act out of sorts. Uh, humanity has been programmed by God, created in the likeness and the image of God, the likeness of God. So God made a human race to be a certain way. Uh, we have laws that govern the human race, according to the scripture. When we come outside of uh, the creation of the human race, we're out of law. We're, we're out of the law that governs that man was created in. And in order to come out of the law, we are driven by a demon spirit uh, of, of that uh, um, sin, 
uh, uh, I'd say disease, but it's not a disease. So if a man is in love in pursuing a man sexually, pervertedly, hot for another man, that's a specific demon entity that Satan uh, has uh, sent a fiery dart through this demon entity and uh, the arrow has hit its mark. And now this man is possessed not only by the idea, but by the entity and is driven and, and hot with this entity uh, illegally, according to creative nature, illegally, and now is pursuing another man. Uh, the biggest problem with this is Satan now has de deceived the human nature, humanity, to say that this is a, a, a birth defect, this is a disease, uh, this comes to you uh, uh, through conception, which it's not, people. Wake up. It's simply a demon-possessed person not acting and operating under the flesh or humanity, but acting and operating under the, the direction of a demon spirit. We can go through greed. We can go through alcohol, alcoholism. We can go through drug addiction. Uh, we can pick whatever sin, whatever demonic thing uh, that a person's being influenced under in, and we can say there's a demon behind it. Uh, you'd ask, uh, pastor, preacher, uh, can a, a Christian be possessed with a, a demon spirit? The answer is no. However, that doesn't give you like you're not off limits to demonic influence. Uh, the, the word is possession uh, for a non-believer, then oppression for the believer. An oppression would be a, a weight, but a weight can still cause you to do something that you wouldn't if the weight wasn't there. Let's just say this. Let's say if I put a financial burden on Dylan, I just put put a financial burden. Now, he's pretty mature, uh, a pretty mature, severe Christian, so he could carry a little financial weight. But if I weighed him down enough in the, in the invisible realm with a spiritual weight, meaning it actually exists in the natural, but you can't see the weight, but he contends every day with that weight. Oh, my God, I have this million-dollar debt. They're going to take my house. They're going to take... Uh, when the weight gets heavy enough, uh, someone, you you will, when it gets heavy enough on you, you'll react under the pressure of the weight in a way that you wouldn't if the weight wasn't there. So if Satan oppresses you and he's allowed access to you long enough in that pressure at some point in time, I don't know what level it is that you'll break, but somewhere in that, that suppressive state or that oppression that weighing down, you'll begin to act in error or against uh, the spiritual ways that are set uh, to us or, or for us in the word of God. And uh, a, an unbeliever is different. Satan has access to come in. Uh, now there'll be a pressure with them, but he comes in and takes over the controls of your life, the controls, uh, you know, the, the helm of your life and begins to run your being, run your, your very self by way of a, a spirit or a, a demon entity. I'm out of time for today, but you can take this teaching and see the problem we're having right now in, in, in Israel and in Gaza between God's people and these deceived people, uh, Palestinians. Uh, they're deceived by Satan. And demon spirits are fueling this fire. Demon spirits are running them. A deceptive message that was conceived of them years ago is driving them to do evil in such a way that they're self-deceived and they think their cause is really a high cause 
or legitimate. Uh, they think it's a real cause and, and it's and it's accurate. It's not. It was formed by Satan. It was formed in deception. It was formed under hate, and now it's driven uh, by hate and ungodliness. So uh, we have to wisen up. We have to become sober. This is the day in which we live. If I were you, I'd become a, a man or a woman with a Bible in their hand, in your hand. Uh, I would also become uh, very, uh, you know, close to the Holy Spirit. I'd find a good God church that is, uh, you know, in line with the Word of God to get my moral compass, my moral heading, and I'd also be armed. You say, well, why, why, why would you arm yourself? Well, Peter was armed. Uh, he cut off Malchus's ear. Uh, trying to protect Jesus. And Psalms 144, it says, God anoints our hand and our fingers to war and to battle. Uh, so uh, no evil is going to come nigh my family in person, in a person body, and hurt my family, hurt my church or the elderly. Uh, this is the day it was prophesied to us. Jesus told us, uh, the disciples told us, the prophets of old told us, Paul the apostle and prophet of the New Testament warned us and told us that this day was coming. We're living in the last days. I wouldn't be in fear. I wouldn't be in worry. I wouldn't be in doubt. I would just become a wise, severe, Bible, Holy Ghost, armed person, and I would do good and help others. Uh, Wednesday night, 645. Until next time, I love you. I thank God for you. God bless you.